Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot and we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. Hey, newbies, welcome back. If you are listening or watching, I'm ridiculously excited for this artist spotlight. Uh, Today, we are talking to two of the founders of the World of Women NFT, a complete blue chip project that has absolutely exploded to the point where the day after the interview, and they couldn't say it in the interview, apparently, but the very next day, they announced a partnership with Reese Witherspoon's media company called Hello Sunshine, which is on a mission to change the narrative with women. So there's going to be television, media, video production, all involved in this new partnership. And that is probably telling you something very, very special about this project. Now, look, I know you are all newbies, okay? And these are probably way out of price range at this point, but it's still a absolute case study on how a project should be run. And if you listen to the founders, you can hear some seriously deep focus, some empathy, some passion, and some just work that they are willing to put in to make this thing live on forever. So here we go. Check it out. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I am thrilled, like ridiculously thrilled, because I have the co-founders of World of Women NFT on the show today. And that was my first ever NFT. And I just want to tell you the story before I tell you guys anything else. I saw Gary mention it on Instagram Live. And I ran to my car. I got my wallet. I had been looking around for weeks. And I was just like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I ran to my car. Uh, got my wallet, put stuff in. My bank was like, what the hell is going on? It was such a weird thing. And the next thing I know, I had my very first NFT and I'm thrilled to have you both on. Oh, thank you so much. We're super happy to be here. We have everyone here. Uh, If you have not heard of World of Women, you will know them very well after this. I'm here with Yam and Raf, and they are the co-founders of World of Women. And this is clearly a blue chip NFT project. You guys have just gone absolutely ballistic. And there's so many different ways we could go, but we should probably start at the foundation, which is what your vision is. And that is to create an inclusive Web3. For newbies, our audience, how would you describe Web3? And why is it so important for you to, you know, you know, position yourselves to make sure there's a lot of inclusivity with it? And we could start with Raf. Oh, wow. Usually this is the question for Yam. <laughs> no, you described it very, very well. Like we, we are on the way to make an inclusive web tree. And, and basically what it means is like the traditional world as it flows. And this is an opportunity to create an, a world that doesn't have to have those flows in terms of uh, gender equity and, and the representation of underrepresented minorities. And this is just, we are just one on, on this mission to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And this new space is actually 
the way it should be, like 50%, 50-50, men, women, and, and by, etc., etc. Wonderful. Yam, how would you explain Web3 to a newbie? Well, Web3 is like Web2, but better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, for newbies, uh, Web3 is be- basically a decentralized system. Uh, that's how I would explain it in one sentence. This is a new way of selling things, of getting value that is completely decentralized, meaning that you don't need the middleman anymore. You don't need third parties in order to make things happen. Um, It's kind of like the power to the people because it's something that is also run by people that are volunteering to actually keep it running and working and existing. This is a very community-driven initiative, the whole core of Web3 which is why we think that is so beautiful because it's people coming together to create something new and that gives more power to individuals and not necessarily big corporations, which is why we want to make sure that indeed this is an equal place with equal opportunities for everybody, regardless of where you come from, if you're a woman, a man, non-binary, and uh, because, yeah, because there's a lot of opportunities here and it would be a shame that it was once again a male-dominated space. Exactly. I was reading um, just, you know, about just the massive success, the eyeballs that it's gotten, the holders, you know, we have like celebrity holders now. And, you know, I was reading this huge, amazing article in Rolling Stone magazine, and I was hearing about what you just shared in your heart and your vision. And I was like, I know there's a story there. I know there's a reason that you're passionate about this. What were you doing prior to the NFT world uh, that positioned you to um, execute on something like this? Well, I was working as a freelancer digital illustrator. Before that, I was just doing very odd jobs. I had different jobs all at once, and I was kind of like hustling and trying to make a living. So nothing exciting or inspirational, really. (laughs) Ref was working in tech, so he was already kind of like closer to what crypto is and all of that. But that really, I mean, we're both newbies. We were both newbies in, in crypto and NFTs when we entered last year. Uh, early last year. So uh, yeah, we're not like crypto natives, not at all. It's not like we bought Bitcoin where it was low and then we lost everything. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So as popularity started to increase uh, little by little, and then all of a sudden Reese Witherspoon is buying the NFT. And I'm certain for both of you that you know, once things started to escalate, this is like a dream, you know, for any business, let alone an artist. Um, But as you scale, I cannot imagine how many times you've been approached about, well, if you're all about, you know, community driven projects and nonprofits and all these things, you're probably getting overloaded with offers like you should go with us because this is super important. Like, how are we going to save the world if you're not helping us out? So, Raph, I'll start with you on this. And then, yeah, I'm like, how do you choose? Do you choose to stay narrow or how, how do you entertain all the people that want to kind of be part of your success because they know where your heart's at? That's an excellent question. Thank you for for this one. Probably that can help all the people we say no to understand why we do it. Um, We receive roughly 150 to 200 requests a week of people wanting to have a collab with us, uh, whether it's a traditional artist or NFT project or communities or Web3 brands. And we say no to 99%, uh, I believe, today. We try to answer to everyone. I think we do, to be honest, maybe a few are missed. But what's most important for us is we know what we want to do. We have also a limited uh, sized team. We're like 10 to 12 people right now. And we already know what we want to do. 
And what we want to do usually doesn't involve um, the inbound we get. And we wish we could help all the people with the same mission as us, or with mission like that's very close to ours, but it, it's just not possible. If you spend your energy trying to do collaboration with people reaching out to you, you're not creating anything, you're just reacting. And we don't want to be just reacting to, to what's coming our way because we won't create value for the community and for our partners and for the people that invested in the project. So this is a shame, but we have to say no. This is the rule number one is we say no, we focus on what we want to do. And we do our own reach out to the, the companies, the people, uh, the celebrities, the brands that we want to work with. And usually it's, it's the top names and the top brands in the world. And that's why, unfortunately, we can't help all the community-driven initiatives it's a pain. We are very sad about that all the time, but it's also what you learn when you're, when you're successful. Hey, newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now, this course is going to cover a few things, and we want to tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously, we're going to cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you want to make money. Some of you want to invest money. Some of you want to make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Haleem saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. When you said you have a small team of 10 to 12, I know you guys started with four. This is a question that comes up all the time because we have people who are just learning about NFTs, but we also are, have a ton of questions of people who want to create. And a team is like so incredibly important. How did you go about choosing who was going to be right? Because again, I'm sure people are like, what do you need? I'll do it. Like whatever you want, I'll come on your team and I could help do this, this and this. But that has to be a process as well, I'm assuming. I mean, we were extremely lucky because uh, our other two co-founders are friends of ours from real life and they happened to be really into the NFT space and crypto and they happened to know how to do smart contracts. We're just super lucky, you know, like this is not the this is not how it happens. Usually it's quite hard to source a, a person to do smart contracts and to do all of these technicalities that go behind creating a collectible project. So for us, it was really luck to have people that we trust and we know in real life do this with us. Then when we were expanding the team, we actually hired a lot of people from our community simply because there is such incredible, talented people that are motivated, that are there for the long term with us and that, uh, yeah, that have very, very interesting talents that were exactly what we were looking for. So we definitely hired people from the community. We also hired other people that were not from the community, but that we knew that were good at their jobs and, and we knew them maybe from real life or past jobs. But we've always been really open minded. Like for us, it was super important to have people that knew the NFT space, uh, that were passionate about it. And all the other things were kind of secondary, you know. 
uh, because if you're passionate, I don't care what school you went to and what companies you worked at if you know how to do the job. Uh, so for us, it was always like having an open mind and just passionate people in the team. But now we're so sourcing more senior positions and I believe we will like approach maybe a different uh, path for those positions specifically. But that's how we do it in a nutshell. You, you just said the word passion and that was what I was going to ask you about is preserving that. You guys seem very grounded. And I know that this space is moving so fast and I can't imagine, I know for me, like, I just feel like my whole life's changed in six months. And I can't imagine like in a year, the intention to really stay grounded to why you started this. And then also to, you know, bring that focus in with your team. How have you guys kept that passion, preserved it and made sure that you stayed grounded through all of this? The thing is that, I mean, when you really put it in perspective, we're a company that is, what, seven months old? That's super young. So, and also considering everything that has happened to us and the rhythm of things in this specific space, there's constantly things that are happening that keeps us motivated. So it's not like we really had to do like a specific effort to keep ourselves motivated because it's just very exciting all in all, you know, there are things happening every single week. And that motivates us extremely because we see that this is happening now. And, and just the thought of what could happen in a year from now is, is like, yeah, I mean, it keeps us all going. You know, there's like nothing we have to add on the table to be even more motivated. Uh, it also adds a lot of pressure. And I think that when you have a lot of pressure to deliver a good result and to become the company that you want to become in your head, that also motivates you. <laughs> Like pressure really motivates you, I think, as well. well. I have a question on something. Uh, I know you guys got to meet Gary in, in Miami, and he's like a big brother to us, essentially. And I've met him a few times and spent some time with him, and it was fantastic. But one thing he says very, very often is that 99% of projects are going to fail. And I think about that when I talk to you guys who have just one of the most incredible projects that the NFT world has seen. What would you say... And we'll start with Raf and then Yam to creators and artists who are like, okay, like if 99% are going to fail, then what am I doing? Like, why should I even try? Or, or what would you say to them, even though that may or may not come to fruition? I think the most important one is to say if you go for it, you have to go uh 100% otherwise uh no way is going to work so you have to commit yourself you have to try to find something original that's never been done at least within the template of what currently works you want to have a specific angle within that template and and then you have to believe this angle is the correct one if you believe the angle is strong enough it's like building a company i'm, I'm pretty sure 99% of companies or 90% of companies just fail within a year or 6 months or they don't even get out of the of the wood and it's the same here in the space if you think your angle is strong enough if you have the, the done some market study or if you believe there's really a pain point that has to be fixed within the space yeah i would think i would say go for the pain point that you see and try to create a company around it it doesn't have to be an NFT collection at one point. There are a lot of them out there. Uh, we don't know. Maybe for, for two more years, there's going to be NFT collections of 10,000 stuff going out there, and it's fine. Uh, maybe not. I have no idea about that. But find a pain point and fix it. Oh, no. I really, I, this is going to sound like what people say in Twitter spaces. I completely agree with Do what you, you just <laughs> said. 
I really do. And I also think that you should have your the reasons of why you're doing whatever it is that you're doing in this space very clear, you know, because if you're just going in and you're very unsure and you're just trying something out and you're not very convinced to yourself of what you're doing, it's not going to go anywhere. And I think you also, it's what Raph said, you have to be in it for the long term and 100% because if the case is that whatever it is you're doing succeeds and sells out or whatever you're gonna have to start the work right after that like that's when you're really gonna be working and so if it's just a cash grab that i don't think that I'd, that will work anymore you know we're not at that stage anymore i think have there been any misconceptions about the brand or any kind of negative feedback that you guys have had to deal with and how did you guys address it um not negative feedback uh, I mean, honestly, we've been very lucky not to have a lot of negativity in general around our brand or what we do. Uh, there has been one misconception that I have noticed is that there's a lot, there's not a lot, but there's a few men that assumed that World of Women was a collection uh, just for women. So basically that the people that buys them are just women. Like, so they assumed that and therefore they didn't buy a World of Women because they thought it was for female collectors, which is completely not true. <laughs> like the whole point is that yes, indeed they're women avatars, but um, I mean, this is a collection for anyone that shares our values and that wants the same kind of Web3 that we want and the same uh, changes in society as well. So as long as you're in line with what we stand for, this is for you and it doesn't matter who you are. Um, so I think that's the only misconception that has been a little bit frustrating, but it hasn't even been like a huge thing, you know? Yeah. I don't think this is something that's being told, to be honest. I agree with you, Yam. And I'll add to that that even though the art is only women, because that's what Yam knows how to do and it makes sense for the message, the world of women idea is like this Web3 space should be inclusive, but it should never be all women. That's 100% not the idea. The idea is it just should be representative of the real world. But which is not a hundred percent women. That's that's why we're happy that the community, according to the stats we have and the Discord uh, polls we did, it's like fifty-fifty men and women. We we have like a balanced community, which is super cool, and we don't want to have ninety percent of women in the community. That would make for a different debate and not the best debate. That I wanted to highlight first. Second, yeah, there's there's one wow that smokes uh, an historical cigarette, very vintage from the 60s. And some people said, oh, you shouldn't promote smoking. Okay, of course we don't promote, promote smoking. This is art, so this is an interpretation. That's very minor. And it's style, okay? It's like a style trade. It's just like a vintage style trade. So don't kill me. It's very Audrey Hepburn. It's very Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And the last one would be actually, I don't think anybody said that to us. But it's something I can feel because myself, I'm, I'm starting to be a bit overwhelmed by it, is that we cannot change the, the whole meta of the NFTs because of the success of the collection. And nowadays you see hundreds of collections that are women-centric and women avatar. And it's, it's most likely and potentially likely it's linked to, to the success of the collection. So maybe people are a bit like, okay, another one of those, another one of those. Uh, and, and we feel that it might be, a, might be a small issue right now. But we're happy about that still. It's a, a good sign of the success we had. And it's also changing the space in one way. 
Hey everyone, we went a little bit long, so we wanted to cut it into two parts. So we're gonna wrap here and we'll pick up with part two uh, in the next episode with Raf and Yam. So I really hope you're enjoying World of Women. If you haven't given them a follow, go ahead and follow World of Women NFT. Follow Yam and Raf on Twitter, everywhere you can, and let them know that the newbie sent you. We'll see you in part two. Thank you.